Those of us who have recognised the corruption, the tyranny, the evil in the world, can be forgiven for being impatient about wanting to reach a reckoning. But Rome wasn't built in a day, and it didn't fall in a day either. There's no doubt for me anymore that we are in this now for the long haul, that the kinds of changes that are necessary will be painful for a lot of people. But along the way, it's vital we recognise the moments that one day might be seen as milestones on this journey. Not hopium, but maybe a bit of copium on the path to a truly better future. It may have to get worse before it gets better, but let's celebrate every victory, every win on the battlefield, every moment where we can see that better future taking shape, and then maybe, just maybe, it won't feel worse at all. I was in London all week last week. Okay. Um, probably the worst week to be in London. Oh, what strikes and everything? Well, yes, yes and no. It's it's the so they 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 had the strike obviously that was planned, but then they cancelled it. I think on the Friday, uh, and apparently three days' notice isn't enough for them to get back to the exact timetable that's been what since January. So I've had like eleven months of this timetable. Everyone's coming into work. So what are they doing? So the trains were just up and down. They were cancelled left, right, and centre. Took me five hours to get home from work on on the Monday. Uh, but I, the reason I was in work was because I had my team coming over, or part of my team coming over from abroad. Right. And I've been I've been working with remote teams for years now, um, mm. more through luck than judgment. Um, but you know, it did me well through through COVID. Mm. You know, having already had a few years' experience. And one of the first things you 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 notice is that getting everyone together is just it is it you you gain so much emotional capital mm. over those you know even if it's just for a few days or a week uh, you can build up relationships and camaraderie you know over zoom calls and, and chats and slack and that kind of thing but it's but it takes a long time but if you get everyone together as early as possible then that will pay dividends in mm. the future and it will last a long long time so obviously one of the first things I tried to do is get get everyone together and I had um, there was a young lady from Portugal who came over with her her boyfriend who was working, but he was working for another team, so he kind of went over with the other team. Okay. She came to us, um, and I had two people, another guy and a girl from Romania, uh, from Cluj, who, who came over, a tester and a, another front-end developer. And it was great. You know, we spent the whole week together. We kind of, you know, we went out for lunch mm. um, by 4 or 4.30 every afternoon. I got the beers in, so we started drinking beer at work, and then we'd go, and there's like a table tennis table, so we'd do that, and then we kind of nice. drink drink in the evening and, and all that kind of stuff so we, we did that throughout the, throughout the whole week and it was brilliant and uh, there was one guy in uh, in particular who so I knew I liked him anyway we mm. we'd got on really well just through having chats and, and, and catch-ups and stuff and so he's a cat lover to, to begin with so we you know we were talking about cats a lot because obviously I you know, got a couple but he used to have six cats and he's, he's a big cat lover um, and also, uh, we were talking quite a bit about V for Vendetta recently. <laughs> well, so, it's the time of year. Well, yeah. So, uh, well, it started earlier. It started earlier than that because we had we all dressed up um, for Halloween, you know. So, so we had all that, we had these daily stand-ups, and everyone was like dressed up, you know, with, with stupid costumes on and stuff. And I had my V for Vendetta mask because right. I was talking about just going as Hitman, you know, and just putting on like you know the, the suit with the red tie, and I've got the rest <laughs> of it, you know, just get a barcode scribbled on the back of my head. I thought I was a bit lazy, so I, I, I kind of, you know, dressed up as V from V for Vendetta, and then obviously there was uh, Guy Fawkes Night 
um, you know, after, after that. So I had my, my V for Vendetta hoodie on and stuff. And we got, we got chatting about that. We, you know, as a group, we were talking about the film, but he was, it was quite clear that he'd looked into this. Um, and okay. he was so the way he was talking about the film was you know he'd, he'd obviously read the graphic novel as well and he was talking a bit about some of the symbolism that Alan Moore had kind of put into the, the both the novel you know and, and, and the film so he'd, he'd really he really knew about it so I knew I liked him anyway <laughs> um, and then we we get chatting on I think the I think it's probably the the Wednesday I think so we'd you know, been there a couple of days and we were out in Westfield shopping center for lunch uh, and just chatting, and he was asking about uh, some political questions because he, he was saying he was quite keen on, you know, kind of, you know, about how politics works around the world. So he was asking me to describe the system that we had here because he wasn't <laughs> entirely sure. You know, I don't know where I would start. Now, I know. Then. So he, he just he just asked me, he says, well, "So what's the what's the political system like here?" And I was like, it's awful. "Based on corruption, it's awful. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. It's no, it's probably no worse than anywhere else, but it's it's not good." Um, and he just chuckled himself. So how does you know how does it work? So I kind of said, well, look, you know, everyone's this is how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yes, but well, you know, so it's divided up into six six hundred and fifty constituencies. You vote for a politician, and then that's as far as it goes. They decide the rest. They get together and they gang up and they decide who's going to be prime minister. We don't vote for a prime minister like Americans vote for a president. Uh, they can chop and change whenever they like, as is you know apparent over the last times. the last few years. And you know, we kind of started talking about that, and then we were talking about. Um, I was kind of asking a little bit about, you know, Romanian um I know uh, nothing about politics. Romanian politics. Yeah. Well no, and he was saying that, you know, there are there are two parties, but they're basically you know, two main parties, but basically still communists. The Union um, Party, yeah. Okay. And uh, and I was saying, well it's not it's not really much different over here. You know, they're yeah. not like kind of out and out communists, but the parties are so similar, it doesn't really matter what you know, who you vote for or who gets in, the same things happen. And then I kind of talked a little bit about Ceausescu. And uh, I, I kind of just just said, look, of all the, um, you know, of all the communist dictators, in my opinion, he was he was one of the worst. And he was just kind of questioning me at this point. He's like, "Why, oh, really? So you don't think like Stalin or Mao were worse?" So I was saying, "Well, on on terms of on terms of absolute numbers, of course, those guys were worse. But they had, you know, think of the populations of, of Russia or the, the Soviet yes. Union yeah. and and of China. It's a, a question of scale. I said, mm. you know, the absolute worst was probably Pol Pot." Um, you know, but in terms of proportion, of the yeah, population. but 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 you know, Ceausescu, you know, per capita, you know, caused absolute chaos, and uh, you know, his, you know, his secret police were absolutely awful. Um, so you know, in my opinion, he was you know he was one of the worst, and he was saying stuff about, um, well, you know, one of one of the reasons you know, um, he said Ceausescu was obsessed with uh, you know, kind of paying down the debt and not having any any kind of debt with anyone, and and he said and he achieved it. And I said, yeah, but everyone was starving. Weren't they? So, oh yeah, people had nothing. Yeah, absolute poverty. But he was just obsessed with that kind of thing. And I sort of said, yeah, we didn't didn't stop him spending, you know, billions of pounds on the on the People's Palace, you know, the heaviest building in yeah. in the world. And you know, we kind of talked about that for a bit, which was great. But then, um, and we obviously finished lunch and 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 that kind of thing. And um, and it wasn't until the very last, and I wish I'd have spoken to him earlier about this. But it was like about ten minutes before he, he was you know he was due to leave, and uh, I, I said look I've, I've been meaning to ask you have you read any other Alan Moore? Um, I know you you know we talked about Viva Veneta, but is is that the only one you've read, or are you interested in his other stuff? He says no 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 I've, I've read I've read all of them, you know I, re- I really like his work. And I said oh yeah me too I've got you know I've got all the graphic novels. So we talked about the uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen mm-hmm. and From Hell and that kind of stuff. And I was I was talking about some of the. 
some of the themes like kind of time travel and time existing over you know periods of time in in the same point which is like a, a recurring theme through some of his some of his novels and he was talking about some of the symbolism um uh that he deliberately puts in you know and inserts into into novels you know into into lots of his graphic novels as well and he was talking about you know alan moore being you know being quite an interesting chap and I thought, I'm just going to throw this in there, just softly, but just see what happens. And I said, yeah, and Alan Moore's an anarchist, which I find really interesting. And he just, we were kind of standing up, you know, like either side of the desk at this point. And he says, yeah, I'm an anarchist. And I, <laughs> and, uh, I just said, yeah, me too. And we both simultaneously just kind of leaned across the desk and had this big proper handshake, almost like Predator, you know. <laughs> we had this kind of proper handshake over the, you know, over the, over the desk. Uh, and we were just kind of, t- you know, just talked about kind of anarchy for the, you know, and he was kind of, I think he's probably more on the left. He was mentioning people like Emma Goldman and stuff, but he's, sure. but he's got like Michael Malice's book and, and and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we just talked about how people don't really know what anarchy means. Mm. They just associate it with chaos and, and... You found one. And I found one. And, and it, you know, <laughs> so they exist. It was like a, a tremendous, a tremendous white pill for me. So we, we've, we've kind of said, look, we're, we're going to swap you know, kind of books and stuff to read nice. and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll chat a bit more about it. But he was quite often to go, yeah, I'm an anarchist. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Other people it around. Took, um, well, that's interesting. But and it, I'm like, I don't care at this point. Uh, of course, because I've got someone else. I've got another one, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose the point is that you've, you've built up that conversation over time, you know, testing the waters a little bit, both of you clearly. Yeah. And he said, he said, I had an I had an idea that you might be with some of the things that you you know that you said about politics. Um, yeah, which is why obviously he felt see, that he could he could say that you, in front of me. You never know whether someone's just disillusioned. A, no. dis- disillusionment, an apathy, doesn't equal anarchy, does it? And, and you know, obviously it can lead there, but it doesn't have to. No, and it, it, you know, it, there's a difference between someone who doesn't vote just because they don't think they've got anyone to vote for. Yeah, or someone who believes that democracy is. You know, is awful and uh, yeah. So, so it was, it was, yeah. For, I mean, for me, just such a such a huge white pill that I just came across another. Anarchist. Well, so I know I, I literally said this to you on the same day, like in a text message or whatever, while I was on holiday. But I, we haven't talked about it properly, and we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Um, but I had several similar moments. I mean, these weren't. I wasn't meeting self-professed anarchists, um, but. Uh, family and I went to Jersey a few weeks ago, uh, just for a few days in the, um, uh, in the October half term. Uh, and on, on one of the first days, uh, we went to this kind of castle, half castle, half ruin kind of thing. Um, uh, Probably was a half castle then, I guess. <laughs> um, in, uh, in St. Helier, just on, uh, uh, in, in the harbour in St. Helier called, um, was it Elizabeth Castle? Uh, and there were loads of tourists, and you had to get there um, by one of these little amphibious vehicles. There was actually a causeway, so at certain times you can walk there and back. Oh, okay. Um, but we wanted to get there earlier, so we actually we took the, the little thing there, and then we walked back later. Um, and while we waited, we were like first in the queue, and we got our tickets and everything ready to get on this, uh, this amphibious vehicle thing. Um, and there was some other, I, I knew there were some other people around, and I could... I could hear because they were loud and fairly obnoxious that they were Americans. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and um, uh, and so I knew there were families of Yanks around, um, and uh, and we, we we all get on we all get on the boat, go there. After about half an hour, and by this point, and this is going to obviously become apparent, 
By this point, I've put my jumper back on, okay? And we're walking around, and then it was actually my wife who pulled me aside and said, they're, 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 they're talking to you. There was, this, there was this lady 20 meters away saying, sir, sir, sir. Uh, and eventually I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, yes, hello, hello, yeah. What, what was it? Uh, and, uh, and, the, and this lady says to me, are you wearing an InfoWars t-shirt? And, and of course I was. By this point, Brilliant. I had I had my hoodie on over the top, which was just a Gantt hoodie or whatever. Um, so I lifted, so I lifted up and said, "Yeah, Infowars." Uh, and then we proceeded proceeded to have this amazing conversation. She's like, "Oh, I thought it was. It's so great to see someone like over here um, with it, you know, with it with it on." And I said, "Well, no one. I wear this everywhere." I said, "No one knows what it means. No one. No one knows." A couple of people said to me, "That's a really cool logo. What's this Infowars thing?" And I'm like. I'll give them a bit like like the conversation you said. You give them the kind of watered down version of, of kind of what it is. Um, but I was like, it's so great to actually meet someone who you know who understands what you know what it stands for, so to speak. Uh, and uh, and she she was there with her husband. Um, and half an hour later, in another part of this room, I'm walking up some steps with my son. Another lady starts coming down. She gives me a proper thumbs up. She points at my T-shirt, gives me a thumbs up. She's like, oh, yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> um, and then uh, later that day, back in St. Helier in, in the town, in the city itself, walking along, about to pop into a restaurant for, for dinner. Another, they're all women, all three women, okay, all women, all American, okay, uh, uh, walking past me, um, on a phone call, in, having a having a phone conversation, and she stops, takes her phone down, points at my T-shirt, and said, "That's such a great T-shirt." <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, and then you know, and you know, these people are shaking me by the hand, and then I'm, I'm moving off. But talk about make me feel good, okay? I, I've, and you know, I ended up in with um, with, the, with the first two. We obviously crossed paths a number of times. We we're at a tourist attraction. So we had, they're pointing out the chemtrails above. <laughs> we're, having, we're having proper chats about stuff. Uh, and they're telling about their family and, and, and stuff over, uh, over in the States. They were from Los Angeles and stuff. So it was really interesting. But one of them said, like, it's just so great to meet kindred spirits, which, which really stuck with me. But I just felt so much better throughout the whole week just because I'd met these people. And it lifts it lifts you up. It, it, it lifts you up. It completely does. And and the reason I said I said loud and obnoxious of Americans, okay, because they are, but they're also massively friendly, and they will come up to you and they will start a conversation with you when they don't know you, and that is not something that the English do. It's a very very rare thing, isn't it? For English people, it is strangers. It is down. It is down south. It is down. You go. You go up north, and you'll get a lot more of that. Um, it's it's complete. Honestly, it's completely different. You go to, if you go to Newcastle or even like Sheffield and places in York. I've been and to these places. I haven't had anyone stop me and have a conversation about anything. But uh, then again, I probably haven't been wearing my Infowars T-shirt. <laughs> which, uh, but it'd be interesting to see if I wear it in some different places. Uh, whether anyone else yeah. picks up on it. But yeah, I just. That was a that was a great moment, and after after all the nonsense um, of the last few years, uh, to to know that there are other people out there, and there's a, and there's an easy way of signalling 
<laughs> that you're on their side. Um, and, I, and I know there are probably other um, easier motifs to wear on a, on a piece of clothing, but um, I really like the InfoWars t-shirts anyway. And I quite like the fact that nobody here does get it, actually. Well, that, that, yeah, it's, like, it's almost like a, like a secret handshake, isn't it? Yes. It's like a hidden symbol that and you're wearing. It, 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 I mean, I wear, it, I wear it on the school run and stuff, okay. Like, you know, to try and get as much... Uh, to, to me, I'm just advertising InfoWars for Alex Jones over here. That's, that's what I'm doing for him. Um, and, and the point is, is if, if, if one other person engages in some, in some way, then that's, then that's good. But as you say, the point is, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. If you do, want it, do know what it is, you're going to look at that person and go, I know, I know what you believe in. It's like having that kind of fish symbol on your, on your Volvo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you picked a Volvo. <laughs> The most, a most boring page Volvo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But right. it is. It's like it's like advertising a symbol that you know other people will just, you know, not even not even know they've seen it. Um, but then, if you know what it means, yeah, then uh, yeah. So I've got a few other things that I want to talk about that are all positive. Well, this is good. This is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for this. And it's not that it's not that we're not going through hard times or we're not going to go through hard times, but. Uh, you're always saying we need to do more good news. And in the last few weeks since we've last recorded, just a few things have popped up to me and I've gone, yeah, that's good. A bit, a bit like when, um, uh, you know, the Japanese Central Bank stopped the, you know, CBDC trial and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, just you, you need a few little chinks in the armour. Um, and it's worth pointing these things out, I think. Well, just going back to Alex Jones, I was listening to him recently and he, he thinks they're behind schedule. Um, right, because you know things like you know the Japanese central bank and other things. They're yeah. not. It's not quite going to plan with them. Mm. Um, so, which is uh, going to make them desperate. And I'm it not is saying that it's and not going to. Then no, they, they, they're all probably be on the ropes. Um, yeah. which is you know kind of corn an animal. You know, is is not going to be great in the short term. But the more you know, the more white pills we can we can identify, the better. Yeah. So, are you aware of the interview on Tucker Carlson? Of the president of El Salvador. No, but are they, El Salvador, that is that the place that they accept Bitcoin now, don't they? Yeah, Bitcoin is now legal tender yeah. in El Salvador. So that's a that's a place to keep an eye on. Okay. Um I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and play this. it should it should pick it up, I'm I'm thinking on the on the on the speaker. It's a, it's a very short clip, it's only thirty seconds, okay. But it's really important what this guy's gonna say, so we'll 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 talk about it. The Federal Reserve is nothing federal and has no reserves, right? So, uh, so they, they do print more money and they rob you from your wealth and from your savings, and that's immoral. But it's not only immoral, but it also destroys the, some basic economic principles, like, for example, saving or your pension. From these uh, financial publications, they will print lies. But you know, there's, there's, there's something special about lies is that they don't last for long. They don't last long. That's brilliant. So the that, Federal Reserve is neither federal nor has any reserves, and it robs you of your pensions and your savings, and it's immoral. This is this is the president of a country, a small country, but as we've said before, small countries are the best countries. But that, I mean, other than the accent, that sounds like that sounded like something that Ron Paul would say, and you know, can you imagine yeah. him being you know being being president of the United States? That's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 so that, I saw it. They're, they're on the map now, as far as I'm concerned. El, El Salvador might be a place we have to go, depending on what happens everywhere else. <laughs> um, 
on that front, so there's a few crypto things I think we need to talk about. So if we said El Salvador uh, now accepts, or, or it, it's it's defined as legal tender, I think I think that means that if you if you want to pay in Bitcoin, then they kind of have to accept it or something. I don't, I don't quite know what the definitions are of of legal tender, but certainly I know you can walk into a McDonald's now and you can pay um, pay in Bitcoin. Um, and it's 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 fast as well. You can use the so there's a is it called the Lightning Network? I, I need I probably yeah. need to look up on this. One of our listeners um, mm. sent me some information about it, um, and it's not it's not perfect. There are kind of you know, it, it, but you can basically, you know, form a I think you can form a relationship with like a um, uh, let's say a shop or somewhere like that, um, and uh, you can kind of put money aside and then you know just with your phone the same as it would be with Apple Pay, you kind of yeah. authorize a transaction. And it's it's done straight away, so you don't have to wait yeah. five or ten minutes for the transaction to go through. You can just pay with Bitcoin straight away, grab your coffee and go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it can be it can be fast as well. Yeah, which is really really good. Um, and so related to that, there are some uh, petrol pumps at some Tesco's in London, which have now got the Ripple logo on them and saying like "Ready for Ripple" or something. Um, now, this is uh, the payment system um, uh, based on the XRP ledger, okay? And there are there are there are people on there, there are the Bitcoin maximalists. There's the XRP maximalists. There's you know look we we, we just love crypto, yeah. And and that's not to say that they're um, they're all amazing because um, we'll talk about <laughs> one of the ones that's gone really really south in the last in the last week. Um, but I think seeing payment systems based on cryptocurrencies appear in mainstream places that can only only be a good thing because it what 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 it isn't is the central bank digital currency it's you you know you you get your own you you buy your own currency and you use it and i think i think those kind of things popping up in the uk yeah i I think I think overall it's good um i'm not entirely i'm not entirely convinced by uh by ripple um now, I mean, so you know, full disclosure, I have some Ripple. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not very much, but uh, but I've got some of it. Um, it's one of the. I think there are only five, maybe. There's only a handful of cryptocurrencies that adhere to all the standards that the ISO coins. Yes, um, and that's one of them. Mm. So there's talk about whenever Britain kind of forms its own digital currency, it might take over one of these coins, and that's yeah. one of the ones. Yeah. So. It's not as good as if they were saying "ready for Monero" or, or whatever. But just the fact, if you can get people used to paying in crypto, yeah. as soon as Britain takes it over, we can flip to something else, and yeah. people are already at home with yeah. spending in crypto. So yeah, overall, it's it's a good thing. Well, and if they want to buy my XRP off me uh, in some kind of buyback, um, then then that would work for me. And I'll, I'll I'll sell it to them, and then use something completely different. But yeah, people people like you or I who have XRP and some of these other coins. Well, you know, if it does get taken over, obviously the price will rocket. We'll exactly. make a lot of money, sell it, and use yeah. and use something else. But I remember, so this would have been a few years ago now, because this was this was about John McAfee when when he was alive. I remember uh, listening to the podcast where he was on the Dulling Pod, um, mm. and he was staying over in London, and he he only he only spends in in cryptocurrencies mm. so he stayed in a hotel that accepted Monero amazing in London in the centre of London was, he found a hotel that would accept Monero and he stayed there he says I never never use any kind of cash or credit card amazing. everything is done on some kind of cryptocurrency so 
these places exist. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's good. And I think we just we need to put our money, our crypto money, where our mouths are, and we need to be seeking out these things um, and using them as well. Um, and that it's difficult, and it's almost like you need a crypto search engine to you know find the places that do. Um, I, I so we use ProtonMail, yeah, um, but I'm on the mailing list for Skiff. Have you heard of that? It started off as just a, an encrypted notes system. Yeah, but I think it, I've signed up for that. I'm sure. I yeah, I've, I've been. I've I've had an account for, for yeah. ages, um, and they just very very quickly added and added and added features. And so now it's a full on storage platform. It's a full on mail platform. They're clearly trying to um, to compete with the likes of Proton for their because Proton they've got Proton Drive now as well. I mean, and there's the calendar yep. and, and all sorts. So they're yep. they're growing as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. On the email um, that I got today, which is advertising some other new feature of theirs to do with mail, uh, right at the bottom is, and if you want to pay us in crypto, you can pay us in crypto. Well, you can, so you can do that with Proton Mail as well. Can you? Yeah, you can, <coughs> you, can, uh, you can pay for your Proton account with Bitcoin and possibly others. Right. So when my renewal comes up, that's what I need to do then. Because uh, I, bought, I bought a few years in advance yeah, I did. to get I did. the price like right down. Um, but uh, I will review it again, and I'll review Skiff and the, some other ones as well. I'm not, I'm not entirely wedded to ProtonMail, but um, I do like that. I've, I have no problem with any of their stuff. Um, so yeah, certainly worth looking at. Um, but I think we're going to have to talk about FTX, aren't we? I think so. Um, now this is another one of those things that is going to be very sadly bad for a lot of people. But yes. Overall. I think it's it's overall it's got it's it's got to be good that these revealing corruption yeah Ponzi schemes um, fraud these things have to be have to be a good thing as you say some people will have been defrauded by it Um, but again it's and it's but it's a very niche coin yeah and as sad as sad as as it is it's better that people it's better this happens now than Mm. in the future when. It, that that have been worse off. So, do you want to talk through what you know has happened, or even what FTX is? I, I, I don't. It's so it's an exchange, isn't it? With yeah. its own and with, with its, its own, own coin, its because own lots, coin. so lots of them, like there's yeah, you know, Binance have its own coin, and and um, do they? I didn't yeah, know they there are a few, a few, a few exchanges have their own coins. Yeah, it was that it was that young lad who who was talking about. Oh, you need to earn to. And to give away or whatever, and he's kind of pledged that he was going to give like billions of his fortune oh, it was away. Him, was it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but so this is this is an exchange. So again, for our listeners, the difference between putting your money on an exchange and holding it in your own offline wallet. Um, the the you know, the phrase um, was it not your keys, not your coins, or or whatever it is. Um, if your if your crypto is on an exchange, then someone else is holding it for you. In this case, an organisation like FTX, which has is it? I mean, is it is it collapsed? Is that what what's what's actually happened to the organisation? Is it gone bankrupt or something? I, I think so. I think so. I haven't, I haven't been following. Lots it. Lots of people have lost an awful lot of money, um, albeit the. The the rumor mill is is going obviously at you know ten to the dozen and there's there's talk of him having paid various members of his family and stuff you know billions of of dollars of of FTX um, and and then the most recent um, stuff 
is all on. So he gave loads of money, didn't he? He's he's like funneled millions. I say funneled now, and that is that is the right term to use when when you hear all the other things that have happened. But he basically donated loads and loads of cash to the Democratic Party. Like, yes, like hundreds of millions, um, in order for them to you know to win the midterms because. I'm sure for a few hundred million, you can pay for a load of box stuffers. I think it was earlier than that. It's been going well. on for years, I think. I, th- I think it was earlier than that. It was to help them, you know, to, to win, you know, the 2020, 2020 election and, yeah. and all sorts. So he's a major, major funder of the Democrat Party. Um, so let's just, you know, complete this circle, shall we? <laughs> he takes loads and loads of money that is in the exchange, basically. Pays the Democrat Party. The government that are now in, that is the Democrats, pays hundreds of millions and billions to Ukraine. And then Ukraine then, in quotes, invest hundreds of millions in this exchange. I mean, if that isn't a clear example of money laundering, then I don't know know what is. If you give us loads of money, we'll make sure that money comes back to you. And that's just... That's just crazy, isn't it? I mean, it, but it, it, isn't it great that we know? Oh, it is now, yeah. Which is which is the whole reason why it's good that this corruption has been uh, is is kind of out in the open now. Because it's yeah, it, like you say, it's just one big circle. It's like you give me loads of money, um, I'll you know, yeah, and then that will help me to get into government. I'll have all the power, and I'll make sure that you get more back because we'll get we'll give yeah. hundreds of millions to another country who will invest it back into into you yeah um so you'll get you'll get you know you get it back get with more than you're with interest well but let alone it's basically stolen all of the actual people's money that invested in the first place um yeah he's done a bit of a bernie madoff i think isn't he yeah albeit again i've seen that the bernie madoff story was given you know due attention from the media and this is not getting the same no, in fact, on, on Twitter, if you mention this circle, you're an absolute conspiracy theorist. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. People are, people are really um, getting stick for it. Really? Yeah. It was um, Calvin Robinson, is it? Mm. Um, he, was, he was talking about it, and he was getting so much abuse from, you know, from other from journalists and other, other, other you know, blue is this checks. The same, and, is this the same as if you mention the term globalist now? It's, it's like... It's like a memo went out, isn't it? It, it? Like it all seemed to happen all within the same week. Is that suddenly mainstream journalists were all equating uh, the term globalist with Jew? Yeah, and so and so therefore decrying it as a, an anti-Semitic term. And it was like, where the hell did all this come from? They, they get a script. They absolutely, <laughs> they have they to, absolutely don't they? get given a script because, like you say, overnight suddenly yeah. they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this suddenly. Let alone you can go to one of the online dictionaries and post the very definition, which which hasn't been changed yet, or at least oh, it will at, be at the time of be. press. <laughs> yeah, um, that that obviously doesn't mention anything like this. It, it literally talks about globalists as everyone else knows them. It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's it's like suddenly overnight everything's described as a threat to our democracy. Yes, yeah, yeah, they, they never said that at all, and then suddenly everybody's saying it. Yeah. Or build back better, or you know. Right, but you see, if you're if you're if you're Toby Young, then this is just lots of people, you know, using a, a tired, worn out cliche, and and it's like. But it's not a tired, worn out. No, cliche it's brand new. It, it, it's it, it's almost overnight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see these things. Obviously, I, I I sigh when I see stuff like this, but I am 
I'm trying to get myself. I'm trying to get get to have a better reaction to these things, as in, oh look, there's another reason to prove you're right. That that's what I'm trying to use these things. Like seeing mainstream journalists all parrot the same line, just proves you're right. Yeah, it's you're over the target. Yes, and and I'm not even saying, uh, oh, I'm right to use the term globalist or something like that. I just mean, I think you're lying bastards, and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. But look, because we are skeptics. There's always a little doubt, isn't there? There's always something going. Are we are we absolutely sure about our, our position? And then something like that happens. I go, yep, I'm right on all fronts. And you can tell you can tell the people who just because everyone parrots this stuff as well. Yeah. As soon as you know the blue checks and the journalists and people start saying these things, everybody else does. It's like when you get plebs talking about Putin's price hike oh. and that kind of thing. It's like. You know, you're just parroting the words of the cathedral, yeah. and yeah, you, you just you see it all over the place. And you can, you know, you know their their opinions on absolutely everything. I was chatting to some moron on Twitter, and I can't, I can't remember what it was about now, but we were talking about something, and I just, we obviously we we weren't agreeing on anything, and uh, he was challenging me on stuff, and I just sort of said, "Are you vaccinated? You sound vaccinated." Yeah. Which is. <laughs> Using it as a slur, and uh, he he's like, yes, of course I'm vaccinated, but why are you why are you changing the subject? And I'm sort of look, you I'm just sound I'm just proving a point. I said I, I I can tell I can tell your opinion. I know exactly what you think about Roe versus Wade, who you vote for, <laughs> what you think about the Ukraine war, whether you're vaccinated or not, and, and listed all these things. And I said, and you know nothing about me because he kept questioning me about stuff. So like, well, how, how, how this do how this is how, you know how do you do. Yeah, because they never know. This, they don't, they've got they've got no they idea. They only have one answer to everything, which is the narrative yeah. that's been fed to them. You're right. So I was just proving the point. So look, I know everything and how you would answer any single question. Yet you know nothing about how I would answer. It. Yeah, just, just it just ended it at that point. Really? Yeah, it had enough. That's really good. But have you been kind of waiting to say that? I I've said it a few times, but I, I tend to let them You're argue with me. Yeah. a few okay. times first, and it's like, and then I'll kind of I'll, I'll just throw it in there. Just, just to prove that I know exactly that they're going to be vaccinated, and that you know what they think of of, of, of Ukraine. And you've never had someone come back and say, "No, I'm not actually." No, no. <laughs> but they're, they're proud of it, though. They, they course, never would. They never course. would. I mean, um, are you doing this with the people with the you know Ukrainian flag in their bio and all this kind of stuff? I mean, um, not. In, I mean, that guy didn't. Um, I mean, he probably had pronouns in his biography because they, they all do. Um, <laughs> Zuby's razor, isn't it? <laughs> That they're like batshit crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a good. It's a good indicator. But yeah. So so pronouns in the bio, Ukrainian flag, yeah. the little kind of injection jabby thing in their you know in their username. Well, they'll, they'll put like they'll put a syringe. Oh, they'll put their... a syringe. Yeah, it'll be, they'll be really? their name. They'll, so it'll, it'll be their name, and it'll be so and so is pro-abortion or something something like that. Right. Um, a Ukrainian flag. Uh, a little blue heart, an EU sign. Right, what's, the the injection. Blue, what's the blue heart? I'm not too sure, but it's another indicator. I know I, it's another indicator. This is what I thought. I, I know it. I don't I know, know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but but it's it's one. Ah, oh, it's one of you're one of those. But you often you often see so it with blue is Democrat in over there. So potentially it's something political. I don't know, or is it yeah. just? Or is it something to do with Twitter? I, I, well, I wasn't sure if it was like an EU thing because obviously the EU flag is 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 blue. So it used to obviously be FBPE is what they used to put on yeah. in their names and stuff, isn't it? But, but that's that's like it's it's the hashtag and then four letters. That's too much. They just need the blue heart because they want to get as much as possible 
in, many in a, in a short space. Signals. What is the maximum number of, uh, of virtue signals that you can get in your username? Well, it's not the username. It's the it's it's your it's your name that you can have spaces in yes. this stuff. Um, but I'm not sure. It will depend on probably the you know whether you're on the app or whatever. But they, yeah, they try and get as many because you need to write a little sentence about yourself as well. Like yeah, so and so is pro this yeah. and yeah. you know is pro Ukraine or or, or whatever. Um, so shall I give you another bit of good news? As you as you brought out the, well, va- just, the just, vaccine, just just while we're talking about this, okay, um, it's been and, and this this could be a complete coincidence. It could be uh, completely unrelated. But we mentioned that Ukraine, you know, invested. <laughs> hoping the air quotes are, <laughs> are audible there. Invested in in FTX. Um, now they've gone bankrupt. Suddenly, Ukraine are talking about peace talks. Aren't they? Oh, are they? And Zelensky said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of open to talk about peace because the money has stopped. Maybe. Potentially, they've lost one of their key routes of money laundering. Mm, interesting. Well, the other, which is a, which is a good. I mean, they should have oh, been. They, they should have been. Well, you know, they were in peace talks yeah, yeah, in yeah. February, and March, yeah. until Boris Johnson went over there and said, "You're not getting getting any cash if you're talking to Putin." Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, the whole thing is insane. The other crypto-related thing I wanted to mention as good news is that people are um, taking their money out of the exchanges. Brilliant. And that that is fantastic. So there, there's been a knock-on effect. It's, it, it took a few days um, from, from when it started getting first reported. Um, but now um, you've got runs on exchanges. Um, and that... Oh, that's brilliant. That can only be a good thing. Did you, did you buy a ledger in the end? I can't remember if you did. Oh, I've had one for right. ages now. Yeah, sure. When you when you first mentioned it, yeah. Right. Ah, oh, yes. Of course, we had this yeah. conversation because you liked the the way that you had to kind of enter the code. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. So any anyone anyone who's listening, um, get yourself some kind of a hardware wallet. I mean, you can you can you can just do it on you know on, on paper if you want. Um, yeah. Uh, you could buy something like a ledger, uh, Trezor. I think do one. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Um, just. Get your money out of the exchanges now and have complete control over it. Yeah, totally, which is good. So coming back to um, the the vaccine, um, we've had conversations about terms before, and even the term the vaccine, even though there's like about five different manufacturers that you know are making making slightly different formulations of this stuff, but the vaccine, and there were there were different types. There weren't even I know mRNA. Um, well, there's a, there's a DNA one as well. Um, but anyway, you'll be pleased to know, even dis- despite the people that you engage with on Twitter, which are a special group. Um, special a, needs group. A special needs group. Um, in the UK, vaccine confidence is down. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Wasn't there? Didn't we say... And this is just in general, vaccines in general. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't Bill, Gray, Bill Gates crying... You know, on some video thing, I've, I've heard that he got upset about the that fact this was that, in America. Yeah, who are always a bit ahead of us mm. with 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 skepticism. Yeah, their, their numbers of the people who got the vaccines were all. I say they were lower when you hear the actual figures now coming out, and there are like twenty million people who've never been vaccinated, or whatever yeah, the figure yeah. is in the UK that they lie. They they, they banded about this five million figure, oh, didn't they? Lies. So it could be that Britain and America are about the same. Yeah. Um, but America, I thought for a time, were doing better with that, where they're only half vaccinated. Mm. 
And uh, because of that, like all the other vaccines are down. People aren't getting their kids vaccinated as much. Well, They're not and taking the, the drop is more pronounced in the US because there's just so many vaccines. I mean, what I find interesting is that the UK actually has got so few childhood vaccines um, compared to America. No wonder there is an anti-vax movement in America. Okay. Well, they had more of a they had more of a vaccine culture, didn't they? I will vaccinate you for everything. Yeah, the list is 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 crazy over there. Um, we're we're you know we're fortunate that we've got so few over here. Um, and uh, you know, I I now am an anti-vaxer. I I now fit the definition. Forget COVID nineteen. You can take COVID nineteen vaccination off the table. I'm not vaccinating my kids for anything ever again. I'm not taking one ever again. That that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And I wish I'd never done it. That that literally is my position now um, because I don't trust any of them. Well, for for year, well, I say for years, probably a couple of years. You know, people would would call you an anti-vaxxer. You know, since since COVID, it's yeah. Like, I'm not against vaccines. I'm just against this one. Yeah. Whereas now, now I'm against all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, I, guilty. So today, um, one of the you know fifteen thousand emails I got from the school today because you know you need to take time off to read to read these. There's that many. Um, I got an email about the if you've missed if your child has missed the flu vaccine this year, this is your second chance. So they they come to the schools. Okay, they they the the vaccinators come to the schools, and you get loads of emails about it. And so I'm there making sure that you know we are. It's not opting out, but you know you you have to, and you're not withdrawing consent. You're just telling them you don't consent which i just think is bizarre it's like surely if i haven't said anything that means i haven't consented so you should only vaccinate the people that have consented you cannot consent by default well but why can i yeah why, why do i have to not consent that, that's, that, that's yes, what i mean you yeah, can't yeah. consent crazy. cannot be cannot be the default crazy crazy uh, but and it isn't. But it's like there's this other op. There's this other third state that you can be in, which is neither consenting nor not consenting, and they have to find out from you what it is. It's it, it's just it's just bizarre. So um, obviously, didn't consent the first time round. Second time round, got to go through it all again. Got to go through it all again. Got to fill in this online form, all the details of the child and you and your relationship with them, all this kind of stuff. And obviously, they want to know why. <laughs> They want to know why you are could possibly not want to vaccinate your kids. None um, of your fucking business. Well, and I've been tempted to write some swear words or or say, are you, seriously, after COVID nineteen, are you kidding me or some something like that? But I don't really want to get on any kind of list anywhere, so I just take personal choice, and that and that and that's it. Now, the fact that um, that we. Our kids have had flu vaccines. I mean, just to, just to, to rowing back a second, you're already on all the lists. Probably. I'm, I'm sure but, you and I are. Yes, yeah. Um, right. Going back to this one. This is a letter that they've sent. I sent you the that's logo a, for this That's a earlier. long one. This is, this is the letter. This is the letter, okay. It's a long, long letter, okay. This is working on behalf of NHS England, okay. So it's got the NHS logo in the corner. It's working on behalf of... of Vaccination UK. Now I sent you this logo oh, earlier, okay? Because it's literally a broken heart. <laughs> it's a damaged heart. There's a heart with a split down the middle. I mean, they they are the, openly mocking us now. They are just trying to see what they this, can get away with. This is what the vaccine will do to your heart. They're just fucking with us now. Yeah. Um. 
Um, notice here, so this whole thing is a second flu session in school for missed children. Okay. Look in red. Please note, this is not the COVID vaccination. So, that, I mean, that's, that's very prominent on that letter. Okay. So they're clearly trying to deal, first of all, with, oh, no, 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 it's not that horrible, scary one. They are on the ropes. This, this, it gets worse. This, this, is, this is the safe one. This is the influenza one. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. This winter, now that life is back to normal, there is a very high risk that the NHS could be overwhelmed with illness caused by influenza, as we have not been mixing with others as much over the past few winters. Whose bloody fault is that? Can you believe they wrote that? So, so everything that we warned about two years ago, two yes. and a half years ago, yes. three years ago. Yes. That's incredible. But now, right, so we had to lock down to not overwhelm the NHS. And locking down three winters later is causing the overwhelming of the NHS. Which is just what we said. We, we said that everyone's immune system was going to go yeah. to shit and yeah. then everyone was going to get worse yeah. because of it. And sure enough. Children who have the flu vaccine are less likely to pass the virus on to friends and family, especially those who may be at greater risk from flu, such as young babies, elderly people, or friends and relatives with a serious health condition. So they're getting in there. And that's copied, this, copied and pasted from the last one, isn't it? Well, but this whole less likely to pass on. I mean, straight away now you go, okay, well, you said that about the COVID-19 one. So, you know, is this one is this one going to be the same thing? Um, they go on to... The, 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 only, the only thing they try to do is they try to make sure that they're getting all of the Muslims. Okay. Uh, and, all of the, and, and all of the Jews. And to do that... They have an alternative vaccine, which does not contain porcine gelatin. There's there's pig products in in the nasal one. Okay, right. So they've got a good old fashioned injection, which doesn't contain this stuff. Okay, and so there's a whole little set, set there going. You don't have to have that one. Well, you can have this other one as well. And and when you fill in the form online, if you say no to the to the nasal one, the first thing it says is, "Do you want the the one which doesn't have any pig in it?" Right. I mean, the one with pig is more likely for me to want to have it, but you know. But so they they they're on the they're on the ball there, trying to make sure that all of the ethnic groups um, get it. Then, I mean, there's some you know contact information, whatever. Then, additional information about I love this. Now they name it now. They don't call it the fluens, is what it's called. Fluens nasal flu immunization, and there's a few FAQs. Okay. And those, the three questions they ask, and I'm not going to read all of this, but the three questions are, are there any side effects of the vaccine? <laughs> you're, you're wincing. <laughs> <laughs> are there any children who shouldn't have the nasal vaccine? And can the vaccine strain of flu... Let's just stop right there. Can the vaccine strain of flu be spread to others who have not been vaccinated? In brackets, viral shedding. Remember that conspiracy theory? Oh, that, that, that doesn't exist, Nick. That doesn't exist. <laughs> so Safe and effective. So there's a whole... It talks about possible side effects. So the first question talks about possible side effects. But, you know, just take a few paracetamol. It's basically what it says. Just, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And these are more common with the first ever dose of the flu vaccine. So once you've had a few, you'll be fine. It, it reminds me of the... It reminds me of the meme... Of it means it's working. <laughs> we got oh. the the person like covered in boils and sores and everything. 
<laughs> saying it, this means it's working. Um, are there any children who shouldn't have the nasal vaccine? Now, this is interesting. So you should let us know if your child has any of the following. A very severe allergy to eggs, egg proteins, gentamicin or gelatin. So clearly there's some of that in there. Um, well, that's the pig stuff that you mentioned, isn't it? Must be, yeah. So basically, if you've ever had anaphylaxis, then you really shouldn't shouldn't have this. Um, anyone currently wheezy or have been wheezy in the past 72 hours with asthma shouldn't have it. And it's like... So does it tighten your tubes? I, well, it gives you flu. I mean, I think that's the first thing that we need to yeah, recognise here. But, but okay, but It's a respiratory condition. One of the things clearly it can do is damage your airways. Yeah, but that's, so that's different. So, so most of these things like flu and, you know, obviously COVID and stuff, they're kind of upper respiratory viruses. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they affect your chest and your lungs. They don't tend to squeeze your tubes the same way that like a huge bee sting would, or you know, like a, if you've got a peanut allergy, you go into anaphylactic shock, or if you've got, or if you've got like asthma, a vaccine would. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's different from from giving you flu. That's in, oh. also so. This is on the list of other children that shouldn't have the nasal vaccine. Children who have been vaccinated. But this this bearing in mind, this is in the are there children who shouldn't have it. Children who have been vaccinated should avoid close contact with people with very severely weakened immune systems for around two weeks following vaccination. This is because there's an extremely remote chance that the vaccine virus may be passed to them. Vaccine virus. That's a term that you don't read every day, or you certainly didn't. I mean, at least that sounds like a proper vaccine, or like old school vaccines where they gave you something else. We'll give you cowpox instead of smallpox, and you fight that off and you'll be fine. Unvaccinated contacts are not at risk of becoming seriously ill with the weakened flu vaccine virus, either through being in the same room where flu vaccine has been given or being in contact with a recently vaccine, vaccinated pupil. But then it goes on, then it goes on to say um, that they, they shed. But it's, you know, it's less able to spread. I mean, this is, this is a weakened virus, it's less able, less able to spread. But look, all of this might be true. And the I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the number of people that have been very immediately damaged by a flu vaccine is tiny compared to the numbers of the COVID-19 vaccine. So I'm not, I'm not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, but I've read all this stuff over the years for my kids and it's changed. Okay, this language has changed. They are clearly having to deal with us folk who are saying, well, what about the viral shedding then? Well, yeah, and or- if, if, if the number of people who are sceptical, um, and even, even if it is just sceptical of the COVID vaccines, yes, um, and not vaccines in general, if the number of people who are sceptical about just one vaccine is great enough that they're asking questions about the others, and yes. there are that many in numbers that they feel they have to put that on every single email to you, yeah. that's a tremendous white pill so i said to you at the beginning of this bit that the um that the numbers of people in the uk there's been a survey of vaccine confidence um and the numbers are down now it's mainly in um the younger age brackets it's people up to kind of our age which again i think is that's that's fantastic it's like 
it almost doesn't matter if the old now keep getting vaccinated. It's you know we are we are the future Charles, not them. And the, the, these groups and the younger they are, the ones you know, the ones that are most likely to have their hearts split in two, well, like that, the that's, vaccination that's the UK. Thing, like you know, the, the myocarditis and pericarditis is, affects younger people. You know, there are far more instances of people under forty yes. getting that. Um, I saw something today which says it damages everyone's heart. It's just that you know it it, it reveals itself in in you know in, in certain ways for the people who then you know experience these things. Um, well, yeah, because if, if you're if you're old and your heart's a bit dodgy anyway, and it gets a slightly slightly bit more dodgy, yeah. you might not notice it, and you're less likely to be doing physical exertion and that kind of thing when you're older, which could be why it's more obvious in younger people. What I love is this sentence. Paradoxically, despite the success of COVID-19 vaccination campaigns, vaccine confidence has significantly declined since the onset of the pandemic. They actually wrote that. I, yeah, that was that was. I, I didn't realise that was what it's from, but that's been doing the rounds on Twitter. Yes, it's been doing the rounds. Yes. Um, but what I wanted to say, so yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, the, I've got the graphs here. I've got the data here. And wasn't there some other sentences about, in spite of how safe despite and effective, abundant epidemiological evidence of the safety and effectiveness of COVID nineteen vaccines, only approximately one in five participants of the twenty twenty two cohort self assessed their vaccine confidence as having increased. During the pandemic, the majority of participants reported their confidence remained unchanged or even this decreased. It's just they can't they literally can't believe it. These people are so ingrained in the narrative, in their in their paradigm that has been fed to them. But I thought it was worth I want to ask you these questions. Okay. So there are five statements here, and I would like you to rate them from one strongly uh, disagree strongly to five agree strongly. Okay. This reminds me of The Office. <laughs> when they're, when they're doing no, the not at all. <laughs> so, but right, I, I'm not. I don't want to score you on this. I want to have a proper conversation. But the key thing is, I want you to think about what you thought in 2019 compared to now. Okay. Before we do that, can I can I just grab a scotch because I think I might need one. Yeah, God, it's been ages since I've had a whiskey. Right. Okay. Hang on. I'm Keep good. talking. Yeah. So. I'm going to read to you a, a number of five, five statements that, among other things, were in this survey. But I, the first thing, and I've only, only as I'm reading them now, I'm suddenly realising, okay, this is a survey that was first administered in 2019 and then again in 2022. Now, when you hear these statements, you're going to start, you're going to start thinking, what are you looking for? I'm just wondering which scotch to. I've got the podcast scotch. I'm not sure if that's if that's too too much. Which one is it? Always room for dessert. This is a sixty-two percent one. Oh no! Uh, yeah, that might need a bit of water. We can we can. It's all right. What's in what's in here? Uh, it's under there. Highland Park. Yeah. Highland Park. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. It's a, it's an easy drinker. Right. Think about this. So you want me to answer? Well, my original thought was, yeah, I want I want you to to answer like you're in 2019, okay? But now that I'm reading this again, I'm thinking, why were they asking these questions in 2019? That's an extremely good question. Okay. They don't, well, they already had they already working on the COVID vaccine by that point for about ten years. So, number one. Oh, cheers. Yeah, your health, sir. I mean, I've, so I've been I've been on a journey with 
big pharma, um, as we probably all had. Yeah. But I, you know, so since I, when? Well, over the last, over the, particularly over the last few years. Yeah. So I've I've never been. I mean, there are, there are some people like you to speak to the left prior to twenty twenty mm. were all against big pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Um, they can't stand them. It should all be government owned. Um, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. private you know, and profit and all yeah, that. Yeah, all, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff was obviously never there. On the other end, the extreme end of the scale, you've got like objectivists because they're all about the big corporations. They're, they're producers. It's all about production <laughs> uh, for an objectivist. So, you know, you're a big producer, then they're fantastic. You know, you, you, just, you can hear Euron Brook go, about how, you go on about how, or previously anyway, go on about how good these companies are and how America's great um, because, you know, this is where all the big pharmaceutical companies are and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've never been there. Um, you know, but there are some things, because obviously, you know, a lot of these drugs are rubbish. Uh, a lot of them are, 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 are that's are just, saying something. Are, 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 yeah, you know, ripping, ripping off. I mean, something like, I mean, something like twenty-five percent of the ones that get through the FDA um, are recalled. But aside from that, vaccines was one of the areas where I thought, you know, they're not too bad. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not too bad at vaccines compared with all the other drugs. <laughs> and that, so that was where I was in twenty nineteen. Um, okay, so what would you have said to the statement? Vaccines are safe. Um, you're gonna have to repeat the answers again. Uh, so it was uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> One strongly. Ah, oh, this I wouldn't write them like this. One disagree strongly. So one is absolutely not. Five is agree strongly. Is an absolute yes. So vaccines are safe. Well, okay, so this is why this type of question is rubbish. I know because I know. it's 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 a yes or no. And so you know, and I would have, in order to answer correctly, absolutely not, because people have side effects. As soon as one person has one side effect, it's not safe. Then it's not safe. Yeah. But and and, you, and you, as you say, what is what is really the difference in a binary of agree or strongly agree? Like what? You want me to get more angry over my agreement? Like, you want me to be more forceful with you in my agreement? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if you if you if they did that in, let's say they did it in a percentage, like how safe are they? And if it was naught to a hundred percent, I'd have probably said eighty, which would have been the agree, wouldn't it? Uh, yes, four, four out of five. Yeah, there's four out of five chance the vaccine that you're not going to get well, side effects. And and the whole point of this survey is they add up these numbers. And, and aggregate them so as to give a score that can change a bit more fluidly. Yeah. Because if 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 you said strongly agree one year and then agree the next year, they can go always oh, dipped. And so I, I get why they they have. It's, it's like a poll, isn't it? Um, anyway, vaccines are safe. You would have said predominantly yes. If you you know basically yeah, probably eighty percent safe. You know, there's a twenty percent chance of you getting a side effect. And now oh, our geez. survey says. I mean, is, is, there, is there like a... <laughs> one. <laughs> so one is strongly... Naught. The, the, the lowest score you could give is, is five in total for this. Because you can give one for everything. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, number two. I think vaccines should be a compulsory practice. Oh, that would have been strongly disagree. Uh, of course. Of course. Even way, 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 way before this ever you know even back, even back when i was a voter exactly never would have thought that they should be compulsory that and 
I think if someone had asked me that question, I would have been a bit concerned as to why they were asking that question. Yeah, imagine imagine if somebody had asked you that in 2019. I mean, we don't foresee the future, but we'd have been a bit, hang on a what, second, what's, what's, this about? what's going on? Number three, my healthcare provider, for example, my GP, has mine and or my child's best interests at heart. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Would you have said that three years ago? Um, it, it may not have been strongly disagree. No. It may have been just been disagree. Or whatever the middle one is, number three, which was kind of neither, neither here nor there. I, yeah, so I think they're... I've, I've, I mean, I've been sceptical about doctors for years. Yeah. Because they're all, they're all left-wing and they're but all just they about... Have, but do they have your best interests? On? No, they have their own best interests. <laughs> I mean, so to, to be fair, if... If I was going to a, a if it was a completely private system, yeah, and I would I would I would still only expect them to have their own best interests in the heart, yeah. But in a private system where you shop around, well, no, yeah, where where they only get paid if they fix me and they keep me and, healthy. And that's what my best interests are their best interests, and, and and this is it where they where they're like they need to be aligned those interests, and there needs to be some comeback if they get it wrong, and there isn't even in the current private elements of healthcare. There's basically no comeback, uh, and that's that's the problem with healthcare in general. Yeah, and certainly with the layer of abstraction where they're paid by the government, oh. who just steals from us. Yeah, there's there's no way you can withdraw your funding. So no, exactly. They, no. Number four. This this is an interesting one. I believe, and I'd like, even just to start with, I believe. I believe if I get vaccinated, it would benefit the well-being of others. They asked that in 2019. Why would, my vaccine why protects were, you? Why were more people not sceptical about even being asked these questions? Yeah. Okay, I have never thought that me being vaccinated against anything at all has ever protected anyone else. Ever. I've never thought that. I've thought it's always selfish. It's always about you. It's not about someone else. It's about you. That's never, never th that that notion they've described there, and the same with masks and all that nonsense, a appeared to me personally in 2020. I mean, you might. So I've 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 talked to people about this, um, and I've had some people who've who've you know who've been been vaccinated, but kind of you know realised the error of their ways and stuff. Yeah. And they were you know and and so and. It, Guys who I've, I've um, I'm not saying they haven't been told in the last two years that that's why they should do it. And they oh no, sure, it, but, all, but in history, all, all, in yeah. All, all I'm saying is, um, and these are people who I've been not arguing, but like kind of debating with online, mm. and now we're friends on Twitter and that. Mm. So you know, mm. it, it does happen. And I remember one guy in particular who said, because um, I was talking about you know the kind of yeah doing it for others and all that, and, and that's kind of news. And he said, well, I've got elderly relatives, so I've been getting the flu jab for the last five or so years mm. because I don't want to infect them because they've got you know um, uh, you know they've got respiratory, respiratory issues, yeah, and they got emphysema or something like that. Anyway, um, so he's been getting the flu jab um, for the last five or six years, so that he doesn't get the flu and he doesn't affect them. Um, and so he did the same with the, the, Wonder the COVID if, uh, vaccine. Wonder if after he got vaccinated, he made sure he didn't see them for the following two weeks. I, I wonder if he was classed as vaccinated for those two weeks. <laughs> I don't know, but but these these people do you know do exist. But even then, that's that's kind of a selfish thing because it's only it's only for their family. This guy wouldn't have been yes. vaccinated to protect Britain <laughs> or the or the world. 
you know, this this just didn't you, you would even, never you would never get vaccinated right, for the greater good, would you? Benefit the well being of others. It doesn't say I believe if I get vaccinated, I will help prevent others from getting the disease. It says benefit the well being of others. Well, yeah, There's almost something more sinister about that phrase, don't you think? Yeah, because they're just they're, they're, they're using terms um, that they know have a, a positive, emotive, emotive yeah. response. Number five, vaccines are a necessity for our health and well-being. Well, that's almost as bad as the mandatory question you asked earlier. Yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. How how do you think the human race has survived for how? <laughs> For however Indeed. millions of years. Indeed. It's not like it's not like the human race was on the ropes before the first vaccine was invented. In Far fact in it. fact i I would you know, I would wanna you know, we we're more on the ropes now. Yes. Yes. Than, than we were previously by a large margin. Okay. So I think it's safe to say that you and I believe that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that we would agree that the opposite of all of these five is is the truth. Yeah. Vaccines are unsafe. We don't think vaccines should be compulsory. We don't think our healthcare providers and GPs have our best interests at heart. <sighs> Getting vaccinated doesn't benefit anyone. <laughs> and they are not necessary for our health and well-being. So just um, on 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 this, um, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to bring I'm not trying to bring um, bring the podcast down because it's been yeah it's been pretty white pilled until now. But I've got a couple of of anecdotes. Um, Look, to tell this you. was about the fact that more people have scored lower than they did in 2019. That is fantastic news. Yeah, it is. It Skepticism is. in government and in healthcare <laughs> is is up. Oh, I've just remembered. I didn't write it down. I've got another thing. Right. Okay. I'll remember that. Carry but, on. Yeah. This is just. I'll end on this, and you'll love it. This is just, and and I don't know. This is about the vaccines, but I know it's about the vaccines. Okay. <laughs> so I I told you about um uh, my train journey. Um, yes. And I kind of alluded to it earlier on in the podcast. So basically, I did, and it I mentioned the strikes. It wasn't all about the strikes. So I missed the five thirty yes. train from King's Cross by about it must have been about thirty seconds because I arrived at five twenty eight and they were just shutting the doors. Couldn't get on it. That was and there's normally a train every twenty minutes. That was the last one for an hour and a half, and the only other trains going to Peterborough were these kind of tin pot cattle trucks that were just you know stopping mm. every single station on the way. Normally take an hour and a half, but of course they're adding more stations because there were fewer trains. Yeah. So it took ages. So I had to go and go up to the parcel yard and have a beer and hang around for an hour and a half. You poor thing. And uh, it wasn't wasn't terrible, but you know I'd, I'd rather have been going home. Eventually got on the train uh, and we're stopping at every single Timpot station on the way. Finally get to Huntingdon, which is like the last stop before Peterborough. Mm. After you know an hour and forty five minutes or whatever, and then we're just hanging around for ages. And they're not they're not telling us anything. We just mm. stood there and I'm thinking, oh Jesus, the, the driver needed to change or whatever. Eventually, some woman comes down um, and says, uh, we might be here for a little while. Someone's had a bit of a turn on the train, um, and uh, that was the phrase that they used. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't I'm not even sure if she worked for the, uh, you know, for, right. the, for the train company. Whether she was just kind of letting everyone know, and she's like, we, "We need to. We're waiting for the paramedics so they can come and and get this person off the train." So I'm like, "I'll get him off." 
<laughs> you, yeah. you messaged me, and my immediate react, reaction to you was accident. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so anyway, so we were we were hanging around, and there was bless them, there were a couple there, and there, there was like a, a, a young young guy and a young girl um, with a very very small baby mm. um, who uh, you know, and they've been there for you know for hours trying this this you know the. the Baby was doing really well considering, mm. considering they've been stuck there for hours on a, on a on a train. And then his, I think it was his brother and his brother's wife or whatever, were all there. And they were, you know, we kind of chatted to them, saying, "Wait, and what should we do?" Kind of walking on and off. After about half an hour or so, we kind of just got up off the train to stretch our legs and stuff. And we were saying, oh, well, "Should we at least open the door? Should we just get a Should we just get a cab?" And they were saying, "Look, yeah, do you want to get in with us?" If you, oh, were they from Peterborough as well? Yeah. yeah. So I said, "Yeah, of course. You know, we'll, we'll split the split the journey, or whatever." And I think they were, they'd already phoned for her dad or something to come and pick them up because they, you know the baby was getting a bit you know mm-hmm. needs to get home and and, and all that um so we kind of i was wandering up and you know and and suddenly you know i was kind of saw the, the the lady who'd come round, and they uh they said uh, you know we, you know well, the, the paramedics should be should be here shortly uh you know we kind of need to get him off and so um and i was kind of chatting to the guy saying look yeah should we just get him off you know unless he's there and it's like detrimental to his health that he needs to stay in mm. one position because that's one thing that's fair yes. enough but if it's just that health some ridiculous health and safety law I'll pick him up and get him off the train yeah anyway a, a couple of minutes later we saw the paramedics come down um, with like all their equipment and stuff and uh, and they kind of come and examine him and stuff and uh, and then they're like right okay we need to we need to get him off so the train staff were there there was no they, they managed to get one of these kind of you know one of these cheap folding wheelchairs yeah you kind of yeah, have to yeah. open out um, and they were struggling with that five minutes to just to, to get this thing to stay in one place and not kind of like bounce back together again. Um, and then of course there were no ramps, no ramps there. Um, so they were trying to work out: can we get him? Can we get him on? For, do we have to get him off forwards or backwards? So they were kind of practicing with this oh, empty wheelchair dear. going going on and off. And uh, at that point, I just walked over and said, "Look, can I can I give you a hand? Because obviously my wife's in yeah. a wheelchair. I've done this thousands, thousands. Of I times. know what I'm doing. You know, do you need a hand?" Uh, getting you know getting getting off the train and like, no no it's okay we're, we're fine again they, they're not allowed to let you they they couldn't they, even then they couldn't work out how to do it so the fucker walks off the train in the end I mean he's he's like hanging on to one of the uh, one of the paramedics but he walks off the train like could he have What's not fucking point? done that half an hour ago um, only you know only a young lad um, but I'm I'm, sh- I'm oh. sure that was an accident oh I see but then. Another one was. Uh, this is how often this is occurring, by the way, because I'm not. I'm not in London that often. I'm maybe yeah. once, maybe twice a week at the moment. Yeah. My wife went into London uh, yesterday. Um, she was a, a, a BAFTA thing. Um, so yeah. she went to kind of BAFTA for this kind of whatever it was. Uh, Gets the train back, and she had a dodgy journey on the way back. There was some guy. And this was like close to close to her. One guy going going up, walking to the bathroom, was just about to open the door. Suddenly. Falls down straight, you know, like hits wow. his, head, smashes his head. He's got like kind of blood everywhere. Just like keels over. Does a what was that? What was the comedian woman who? Oh, yeah, I know exactly. Exactly. That. I just, need to know her name so I can say does a just just keel just keels over at that point. Hits his head and stuff. And uh, so yeah, again they had to kind of you know get the wait to get the paramedics and get him off the train. I mean he, you know, he got up and stuff again mm. quite soon afterwards. But yeah, he just just keeled over. Out of nowhere, you know, had no yeah. warning, suddenly killed over. That had to be a vaccine as well. So I don't know this is about the vaccines, but I've been commuting to London for twenty years, and I've never had anything no. like that. No. And now there's two in the space of a week, well, under, under a week. You, I mean, I, 
it doesn't happen anywhere near as much now. But obviously, I remember telling you that the the beginning of beginning of this year, um, I was seeing an ambulance with its lights on on every journey I did in the car, and I was taking three, four, five journeys a week around around the city, ten to fifteen minute journeys. And every one, as in, I'd go to a shop and I'd come back for a shop. I'd see two. I'd see one on the journey there and I'd see one on the journey back. And there was this six month period where it was just every journey. And I'm there just sighing and shaking my head and hoping to God that one of the people in a car around me isn't about to just plow into the side of me because because something bad has happened. Um, now, it's, it's, it's much less than that now because... Um, Far few people are people are having their booster, um, and those numbers are down as well, which is fantastic. Um, but I still see more ambulances than I ever did. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I just see more well, ambulances. I, I remember, than I, I remember you telling me about that, and because you said, "Oh, it's the first day I haven't seen an ambulance," and I remember saying, "It's all right, I saw one because <laughs> <laughs> I saw one on, like, on the way here or something." Um, but yes, and, and that, so I, I, I now know someone who's died. Um, oh, really? Not so. Not someone I was. So it's, it's it's the the husband of someone who I used to work with twenty years ago. Okay, um, back when I was a permanent employee, and I I, I wouldn't have seen oh him. God, for, I know someone who's died now as well. I wouldn't have wouldn't have seen him for twenty years. Yeah, um, I still see. So it was uh, a lady who used to be my boss, um, and it's her husband. I think fifty years old. I think he was fifty. Mm. And I, I remember a few years ago, a good friend of mine passed away. Had a you know again he had some had some heart defect. Um, that they just didn't know about. I had a massive heart attack when he was fifty-two, yeah. uh, and at the time it was like that is extremely young for this to happen. Yes. It's like such a rarity yeah. at fifty-two. Yeah. Whereas now it's all the time. And she, they had, so she's got she's got to look after five kids now. Five. Yeah, because they had, I think, uh, it was some something along the lines of I think they've got two or three themselves, and then was it one of. One of her relatives passed away, or something, a couple oh, so of years they ago. Like so adopted. they they like right. adopted another two kids, right. um, and now she's on her own. It's just yeah, incredible. Someone at uh, a partner organisation, uh, so not a supplier, um, probably a reseller of ours at work, um, uh, building relationship with a, a group of people over there, and one of them, that's it, gone. And it, but, but, yeah, again, about fifty, like, maybe in the late forties, I think, but um, about about fifty. Um, and yeah, we suddenly get the email saying oh, we're going to have to just put a pause on things because um, you know, this guy's died. Um, <coughs> now, I I was thinking about this this week actually, and thinking about how many people do I know who have died from the vaccine, and that actually that's the first person, that's the only person I do. That, know. Yeah, that's the only person I've I've known. Lots of people who've known people, but that's the first person yeah. I've actually known. But um, I, I still know no one who's had serious effects from COVID. Well, no, quite. Um, but what I was comparing it to is the number of people I know who've died of lockdown. And we've had this conversation before on yeah. the podcast. Uh, and I know um, I know two people who died within within that first three or four months of, of lockdown be- because of lockdown. You know, categorically, lack of treatment or, or lack of you know, a- availability of healthcare of some way that caused them a hideous death. Um, uh, you know, not when they should have, not when they should have gone, um, and so that's yeah, that, that that's interesting. But it, again, rem- remind you of horrible stuff. I'm going to end this on something more positive. Brilliant. 
Uh, I meant to save the um, the link to it or the article to it, so I don't have the details right in front of me. I do have one stat that I definitely remember, and you might you might have seen this. Uh, a survey was done. Uh, this is a poll in America, okay, and it was based on trying to <laughs> trying to find out. And obviously, the hope again, like when they do a vaccine confidence survey, they're hoping the numbers are always in their favour. Yeah, um, this survey was to try and show that um, that people don't think that there's lots of conspiracy theories. And so the question was all about whether you thought that the world was run by a secret cabal. <laughs> and the number of people that thought that it was, was 44%. Wow. That's almost, 40, a, that's almost the golden ratio. Yeah, 44% of respondents thought that the world was run by a secret cabal of people. Now, what about that for a white pill? And I know that's Americans, and these are, yeah, these are the InfoWars lovers, but, and they, yeah, again, this was reported as, you know, shock, shock poll, you know, not, I think they started polling on it based on the QAnon type type stuff. Um, and so this is, this is a question they've asked before, but the numbers have just gone like this. Oh, that's brilliant. And so if that, that that is right there, evidence of more people waking up. That's brilliant. It would be interesting to know what that would have been in 2019. Mm. Really, I'll have to, really interesting. I'll have to see if I can find the, uh, find the article, see if we can get the, uh, the previous numbers. Um, but as long as that number only gets higher, then that's great. Yeah, 44%. That's, that's amazing. Well, 44%, that's election swaying. Uh, my first reaction was, that's more more than the percentage of the Conservative Party gets to, to be elected. Yeah, and more people than would have voted for either Republican or Democrat. Um, yeah. That's incredible. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, so look. And that's, 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 so that's 40 people who, who answer polls. Right, the sorts yes. of people who aren't... The, People like you and me don't Wouldn't even don't even answer. don't yeah. even answer polls. Yeah. So that they, that's going to be greater. But, and they didn't. Right, this is a polling company. They didn't want that answer. They were. They're trying to. If if anything, they've their algorithms have pulled that number down. Yeah, and just the wording "secret cabal" is like you know it, it's it's designed to make it sound, you know, like like you're a crank. Yeah. yeah. And yet they still. Yeah. Answer. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really, so really good. We need to take the wins where we see them, and you know, cryptocurrencies getting more in the news for all sorts of reasons. People getting their stuff off of exchanges, seeing. I I I I must admit I didn't know that the the links between Ukraine and the Democrats and FTX that that was being actively squashed on on social media. I mean, I know it's not being reported on properly. Um, but that again just says, says well, yeah, and it's just target. it's just people people getting abuse for just right. for just mentioning it, right? Um, for, so that's for just mentioning it. Fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. So, and obviously, so right crypto's direction. down at the moment. So you know, I'm I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm going to be buying some um, while it's you know while it's low. Um, yeah. You know, buy some, forget about it. You know. Uh, so I have um, finally. Uh, opted out of my company pension. Right. And uh, every month, 
Um, and so I've only it's only been like this for one month so far. Um, but now every month I am buying a small amount of gold. And that is what I'm doing instead of my pension. I don't know how long I'm going to do it for. Um, I can buy other stuff. I can buy some crypto. But the plan is a little bit of gold every single month instead of a pension. Mm. I, my assumption is I'm not going to have a pension. My pension is going to be worthless. It's going to get bailed in or something or you know, or, or stolen by the government or devalued so much that it will be worthless. So I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming it's all gone. Yeah, I um, I need to. I've been paid now, today. Hurrah! Um, so uh, you're finally going to buy some gold. Yes. Yeah, I need to. So I need to. Write, I need to pay myself a dividend. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've been after because it's been it's been like July, middle of July was the last time I was paid. So I've just been chipping away at my savings. We should have, we should have a cup of tea and peruse the gold market. Yes. And and help you choose some gold. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be a that. lovely thing to do. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.